Listening to the Velocity Podcast. All right. So, hello, Scott. How are you? Hello. Um, I want to welcome everyone to our first podcast. Uh, my name is Paolo. I'm the CEO of Velocity. We do a direct to consumer product called a customer data platform that performs customer analytics and helps brands improve their marketing performance. And, Scott, why don't you introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, my name is Scott Breitnether. I'm founder of Brooklyn Data Company. Uh, we uh, offer data and analytics team as a service. So we work with kind of brands of all shapes and sizes to augment their internal data capabilities to help them build lasting best-in-class data capabilities. That's very cool. We were just uh, thinking about this pandemic, right? Uh, we, we kind of work together a little bit. We um, collaborate as you know customers we, we shared customers in the same space they use mm-hmm. a customer data platform for their data for their activation um, and they also use services data services to better understand their customers i guess that has never been a time where this is more important right i mean we're in the middle of a pandemic um mm-hmm. and businesses are being hit um yeah i know everyone is moving online and shopping online but that's not quite right across all the sectors. So what do you think brands could be doing better, especially you know, thinking from your perspective, from a data perspective, what they could be doing different and what could they be focusing on? Yeah, I think that's a great question. Um, what should people be doing different? Um, I, I think if you don't understand the numbers that support your business, uh, I mean, now is the time, you know, when, when times are, times are good and, and kind of everyone's rising with the kind of overall market, it, it's, it's easy to kind of just check where the bank account is at the end of the month yeah. and, and say, Hey, do I have, I do I have more money now than I did at the beginning of the month. Um, but realistically, if you don't have kind of that fundamental reporting, you know, yep. sales, sales by product, who are my best customers? Um, you know, what are my best channels? I, I mean, you, you can't make the decisions you need to kind of prolong runway and, and boost efficiency, which yeah. is, again, like the number one thing to do right now. Yeah, it's easy, it's easy to look good when everyone is growing, right? <laughs> it's, uh, is, is, I'm guessing now the time for efficiency, right? Uh, we see brands cutting some of their advertising spend. I mean, the mm-hmm. average market overall has been reported to be down by 20, 25% in, uh, in display advertising overall. Mm-hmm. Um, where's the rest of the 75 being spent on? Uh, are people just cutting off across the board or uh, should they be investing in some specific markets, placements, channels? Um, do brands know what's working for them? I guess maybe that's the question. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's, that's a, that, yeah, that's a good question. Um, unless you are in a industry or kind of a very niche segment that is truly devastated, something has to be working, whether it's a, a product or a specific channel or a, a segment of your customers, something is working. And I think what you need to do is you need to figure out what that is. And so if we're looking at, kind of um, which channels are working, you need some sort of element of attribution. And I yeah. don't think that's, that this means, hey, let's roll out this very 
kind of expensive, complex, uh, multi-touch algorithmic attribution. You know, you know, I think the best attribution model at the end of the day is 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 a model you can understand, and especially yeah. during these crazy times where, you know, the the learnings from the past, you know, two three months ago and before, don't really apply today. So, I mean, your attribution model should be kind of as if you don't have one now, I would kind of pop up something pretty basic, yeah. you know, last click, um, promo codes. How did you hear about us? I think that actually can get you pretty far. Yes. You kind of have a good feeling of what's working. We've been observing that people try to look into their customer base, right? Understand mm-hmm. who are my loyal customers? Who should I try harder? And should I? who should I just leave alone because it, it's not worth the effort? Is that the sort of thing people are asking you guys to do? Is that the sort of thing you recommend brands to do? Because I, I feel sometimes brands are just, just cutting because they're told they need to cut spend. Maybe yeah. now is the time they go back and think, no, I need to, like you were saying, double down on what's working. But is that just at the channel level or is it trying to figure something new out that I haven't done before, but now there's the opportunity to try those new things because they need them, right? Before everyone's growing, it's great. Now maybe need to do something special that was always on the roadmap, but uh, yeah. never actually needed. Yeah, again, I think you hit on a great point. You shouldn't be saying let's let's cut 10% across the board or something like that. I mean, you need to make cuts and deep cuts and cuts you're probably going to feel pretty drastically, but you need to be very smart about where you're cutting. You need to cut the channels that aren't, you know, those channels that are like, are they working? I don't know. Let's see. I would say cut them. Um, yeah. You know, those, you, and you likewise, you shouldn't be sending mass emails to every single person in your kind of, you know, lead database. Again, you should be identifying the folks that are are buying, what they're buying, send them tailored offers that are kind of matching and kind of incentivizing them to to kind of buy more of what they're already buying. I think, you know, there's there's a segment of folks out there that you're trying to acquire um, that aren't going to buy. And there's a segment of your kind of historical customers that aren't. But honestly, there's also a segment of loyal customers that are home, have a lot of time on their hands, doing a lot of online shopping. And I think yes. there's an opportunity to kind of incentivize them to come back. We're working with a lot of companies that are starting to kind of analyze their customer base, you know, segment by cohorts, by category of product they're buying, by marketing channel, try to, to identify those segments of people that um, are, are actually profitable or like less unprofitable. I mean, <laughs> maybe there's a world where no one's profitable these days, but kind of focusing on those folks that are actually profitable. And I think, do you think those are sort of strategies brands always thought they could be doing, but never had the need or the actual uh, pressure to execute on because yeah. they didn't have to again, right? Are there other things we think that brands could be doing? Because in a way, this is a time to perhaps be able to have some you know, riskier steps because it's a pandemic, right? And no one is going to fault anyone for trying something that didn't work. If there's a time people will be forgiven for that, it's going to be now. Yeah. So maybe it is the right time to experiment with novel ideas 
right? And and this is where some of the fundamental things that if you don't if you don't have them sorted out, you, you have to. But if you already have them, maybe you should mm-hmm. try something very clever and see if you're going to find a nugget of you know great customer uh, segment or channel or new partner to, to you know to hit a home run because you wouldn't do that. You were probably just growing very well. Mm-hmm. Now you're not. Um, you have to take some risks. What, what do you think about that? Do you, are you seeing that um, mm-hmm. appetite for some risk in that regard? Yeah, I mean, I, I think in many ways, times like this um, force companies and people to make the decisions they should have been making a long time ago. Yeah. Into, you know, <laughs> we, inevitably, <laughs> we inevitably get sloppy. Yeah. Um, not, not because of anything bad, but just, you know, when you're growing, you're you're optimizing for top line when you are not growing the the inefficiencies become very apparent very quickly and so you know cutting the things you probably should have cut a while ago i think that makes a lot of sense but also kind of looking into those kind of whether it's a you know specific channel that you've been delaying or investing in technology or capabilities that you've been delaying now might be the time i mean if you fundamentally believe that your brand will be getting through this, your company will be around in six months and 12 months and 24 months, you're looking for efficiency, it might make sense to pull forward some infrastructure investments. Um, you know, whether it's a CDP or an ESP or a data warehouse, if folks have the capacity, if the growth isn't there and people aren't iterating on marketing channels all the time, it might be an opportunity to start investing in that tooling because you know, potentially people aren't as distracted and they're much more available. Yep, very true. And perhaps also redefining or or refining the KPIs or defining the KPIs if they never had them uh, more around, you know, ROI and performance. How much is a customer actually spending with me? What is the margin of that sale? Is it worth it? Is it worth giving that 10% off to everyone on my email list? Those are the sort of things that were not required, but if they continue to exist when it rose brands margins and going to be not sustainable in the future and you might as well start now because you need to get people's attention just promote pure promotional is not working on its own so some brands are doing a great job of mm-hmm. doing the right thing uh, and being the good company um in this pandemic, giving away um, a lot of products, which is which is great, and it's it's actually needed, and that turns into great marketing strategies. But in the medium term, that's not going to work, or not going to work alone. And they need to start mm-hmm. also think and pair that with what are they going to do to improve their margin? Um, getting more customers on the cheap mm-hmm. doesn't exist anymore. You have yeah. to fight for that. Everyone is moving online. That also means everyone is eyeing out that opportunity. So actually competition is, is growing. E-commerce platforms have never seen as many adopters uh, signing up. So mm-hmm. there will be more stores, more brands, more competitors um, looking for the same shoppers, yeah. looking for the same eyeballs. So you really have to tune in your strategy first, mm-hmm. your KPIs, is it performant? And it's not about how many people saw this. It's not about how many people clicked. It's about how many people actually made the purchase yeah. and how much did I spend on that overall. And like you said, attribution is the first thing and, and perhaps even the last thing mm-hmm. um, that you do around this. But do, do you think there are 
some hidden secret strategies or data analytics that you can do that people don't usually do that can really um, work well for you know a lot of brands but they haven't just got a time to go around it or even do companies and brands have resources is that mm-hmm. a problem because we're seeing these are great ideas that we're discussing mm-hmm. but do people actually have the resources to try to pull this off i think the challenge is that it's not like companies didn't want to do these things five six months ago you know, they had a lot going on or maybe they don't have the internal capability. So it, it's sometimes it's challenging to flip things like this on the capabilities pretty quickly. Bit of a pitch for myself. It's like this is where service providers like Brooklyn Data come in to tackle hard problems like, you know, LTV, analyzing kind of customer segments, you know, looking at your return rate, yeah. um, looking at your profit margins. The, there are established patterns on how to do this. And if you're trying to move fast, you don't want to spend two, three months reinventing the wheel. Yeah. But, but that being said, it's just like, it's really, really identify the mathematical formula, which is kind of, you know, how many people you bring into the, bring it kind of the top of the funnel, um, your conversion rate, your average order value, how much you're spending, you know, ultimately there's kind of only, you know, three, four, maybe five factors that really make all the difference in your business. You don't want to, obviously you want to look at a top line blended fashion, but you also very much want to segment because again, some things are working. If your business is down 10%, not every segment is down 10%. And identifying those segments that are not down or potentially even up is hugely important. Those products that are selling well, the kind of this, the the past customers that are coming back, you know, in general, the folks you've already acquired, your loyal customers are the cheapest and easiest people to reactivate. That's really true. We, we've, we've seen a lot of brands asking us to, um, to help them do exactly that, but because they don't have resources, they want to find ways to make that sort of an automated fashion. So we actually release a few features specifically for that. So how do you get the loyal customers, you know, built in RFM um, scoring and all those things. That's like the foundational level, right? And that's what they should expect from a technology like a CDP to help them out mm-hmm. with your uh, the fundamental customer management. Mm-hmm. But then they should reach out to services that can add on top to be able to really squeeze the most value out of the CDPs or any other tools or even to start establishing best practices. And I think right now, brands have, in a way, more times on their hands to make mm-hmm. all that happen, especially if they're an offline, online brand that unfortunately had to close a lot of stores. That means also there'll be, uh, in some situations, a lot more resources available to make those experiments happen. And at a time where this is a challenge for everyone, it may be less of a challenge if you have a couple of more people on the team to be able to make that happen. So this is great, Scott. Uh, I think we're our time is running out right now. Any last thoughts you want to share before we say goodbye? I would say don't be daunted by how much you don't know. I think brands are often overwhelmed when they're just at the beginning of kind of becoming more data-driven and they have a desire to go straight to AI, machine learning, sophistication. You truly get the vast majority of the value just by the fundamentals of having good visibility into the underlying drivers of your business and your most important metrics. I think if, if you're starting from zero and you get to that, I think that's a huge achievement. And, and just focus on that. Don't focus on kind of where you want to be 12, 18 months from now. Focus on 
you know, building those fundamental data capabilities. That's that's very true. Uh, thank you for that. I, I think my last thoughts would be find the the segment of you know most loyal customers that you have and make sure you hold on to them because medium and long term they're the ones that are going to give you the most value. Don't focus too much on those quick and cheap um, with mm-hmm. you know very attractive products and promotions. Those are not going to give you any medium term value. That's going to go away to another brand or another product because they were probably never interested in your brand in the first place. So focus on your core loyal ones and yeah. maybe find more of those if you can. Yeah, so thank you. Thank you, Scott. That's, it's great to have you. Great to see you again and, and have a chat. I um, just want to remember everyone. Um, my name is Paolo. Um, Companies Velocity, velocity.com. You can see our website, um, email address, uh, and contact details there. Scott, you want to leave your, your website and company name again? And sure. Then... Sure. Uh, so, so, Scott, right now they're a Brooklyn Data company, um, and we are brooklyndata.co. That's perfect. Please send over any questions or comments you have, and hopefully, we'll do this again and have a chat another time. Thank you all.